This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Gospel legend Yolanda Adams headlines the holiday concert Do You Hear What I Hear on Tuesday, December 5th at the Kennedy Center. I caught up with the Grammy winner to preview next week's holiday concert and chronicle her illustrious career. Good morning. Hey, Yolanda Adams. Hey, thanks for joining us on WTOP in D.C. Oh, thanks for having me. I guess I should say having you back. I think we've spoken with you a couple times, but this time is going to be really, really cool because we you are coming to town to the illustrious Kennedy Center for a special Christmas concert. It's called Do Hear What I Hear. It's going to be Tuesday, December 5th at 8 p.m. And I think it's co-produced or presented by the Alfred Street Baptist Church Music and Worship Arts Center in Alexandria, Virginia. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, Jason. You're good. All right. Well, uh, how did they get you involved with this? I mean, do you have any relation with the church or is it more through the Kennedy Center or just because you love the holidays? (laughs) Well, uh, it's all of the above. (laughs) (laughs) All of the above. I love the Christmas season. Uh, Christmas season to me is just, you know, one of the most beautiful seasons. You know, it's about giving. It's about loving. It's about caring and sharing. And I have been um, in relationship with Alfred Street Baptist Church for, oh goodness, probably about 35 years now. And uh, their music department is phenomenal. And I know some of the people who work in that music department and have worked in that music department for years. And of course, pastor and first lady are amazing. And uh, I just love the Kennedy Center's history and on, you know, being empowering to musicians and people who are in the arts, you know, actors, actresses, uh, folks who work in the building, folks who keep the building. I mean, it's just, it's all just this wonderful, I'd like to say, since I'm from Texas, this wonderful gumbo of deliciousness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it might be the first time ever the Kennedy Center has been called gumbo of deliciousness, but they'll take it. That's that's high high praise. And yes, thanks for shouting out the church to Alfred Street Baptist because they, I think last year they brought in Anthony Hamilton for a concert. And now this year they bring, yes. they bring, they, thanks to them, uh, they bring some really, really, you know, heavy hitters in the music world to, to our area around the holidays. It's great. Um, well, uh, thanks for sending up sort of the background of how you got involved. But like, what do you, can you tease like what sort of songs are we going to hear? I assume the title of the show, Do You Hear What I Hear, is probably on the set list. And what else we got? Oh yeah, that's definitely on the uh, <laughs> on the set list. Uh, the Hallelujah Chorus, uh, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. Oh my gosh, uh, what are the other ones? Um, Midnight Clear. They're just it, it's it's a uh, it's a it's really like a, a Christmas uh, 
ode to Christmas, so to speak. And I mean, I'm sure any of your favorites will be uh, performed that night. Any oh holy night. I love that one. Oh, yes. You me too. Me too. <laughs> Especially with the orchestra. And there, there's got to be sometimes belt. I mean, you sing gospel songs year round, but there's got to be something like special, you know, goosebump chilling uh, when you get to hit some of those Christmas carols, Holy Night and, and Do You Hear What I Hear, the ones you've mentioned, like they, it probably it, you go into your upper register and you're just belting to the rafters of a church or a Kennedy Center. And it's just got to be. Is I'm trying to describe this for the radio, but is it like a transcendent, you know, ineffable thing to 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 describe of of uh, belting those notes uh, with the spirituality behind it at the holidays? Oh, definitely, um, and and that's how we, you know, that's how we see all of our um, performances. You know, there has to be this element of connectivity with the audience. So the best way to connect with an audience is to connect with their heart. Absolutely. And so, you know, when yeah, when you're when you're singing, you you know that okay, the aim is to make sure that we're united tonight and that we're all on one accord, as we have uh learned in the church. <laughs> we're all on one accord and we're enjoying the moment. And here's the difference in say a regular concert and a Christmas concert. These songs have been around for centuries. And so everyone knows them. So they feel like they're a part of the total experience because in their minds, they're like, okay, I can sing this with the artist. I can hum this with the orchestra. I can, you know, so, so I, I believe that's the beauty of the Christmas concerts just across the board uh, because people feel, oh my gosh, that, like you just said, that's my favorite song. I wonder if he or she, whoever's performing, is going to, you know, sing it the way I envision them singing it. And then, you know, when the artist outdoes that expectation, that's where the goosebumps comes in. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you're saying, there's there's 2000 years of backstory to these songs. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, all right. Well, uh, and then just in addition to, you know, yourself, you're a gospel legend, but uh, who is, aren't there going to be like, you know, uh, over 100 voices with you on stage and orchestra and dancers and all kinds of stuff? Right? Do, do you know anything uh, about who all is going to be on there on stage with you? Oh, yes, I do. Now, listen, we have they have we have I should say we because we're all doing it together. We have a 100 voice choir now don't tell anybody but i think it's like 102 voice choir <laughs> oh well, that changes the everything there's two extra voices yeah <laughs> the orchestra and the band consists of 60 total instruments the dancers yeah 30 plus dancers you know it's really this oh gosh this visual auditory sensory kind of thing because you know people think oh it's just gonna they're just gonna walk to the mic and sing no it is fantastic also we have brandy sutton anika sampson anderson and simon paulwell noted tenors Dwayne starling roderick giles and sean tillery and of course myself but uh like i said you you have to be there from the start to the finish to experience because this is going to be, like you said, a transcendent experience. And that's what music is supposed to do. It's supposed to take you away from 
you know, your right now, your troubles or your concerns or your worries, and then transport you into this place of peace and solitude and enjoyment and reflection. That's what music does. Absolutely. So well said. And uh, whenever I have someone on, you know, in addition to, you know, plugging the heck out of the actual show that, that you're coming to do, I always love to remind some them of sort of your backstory a little bit and your career highlights and things like that. So I know you you, you mentioned the Texas gumbo that you grew up with. But what um yes. what what sort of music did you grow up listening to? I guess it was in like in like the sixties, so great time for music and seventies too. When you're when you're coming up, so like uh yeah, like what were, were there gospel legends you listened to, or or even beyond gospel, just music in general? Like what were your sort of touchstones that that made you say, "I want to do this"? Well, first of all, my parents loved music so much. We heard everything in our house. My mom was a music major and a uh, minister of music and a uh, reading specialist and all of this good stuff. My dad was a football, basketball, track coach. So between the two of them, we had such a great wealth of genres that we listened to in the house. There was no uh, limitation on what we listened to. You know, like some people who do spiritual music, they could only listen to that. But we were free to listen to everything in our house. Uh, from Bach to Beethoven and Bluegrass and B.B. King to Charlie Pride and, uh, you know, uh, oh, gosh, Aretha Franklin, Tremaine Hawkins, James Cleveland, uh, Nat King Cole, the OJs. I mean, we listened to everything. James Brown, whom I got a chance to honor at the Kennedy Center uh, years ago. And I gave him my backstory with him and how my dad loved, you know, his music and stuff like that. He was really like blown away. So we were li we listened to everything and there was no, I, I think, no demand on me to sing gospel music or inspirational music. It was just do what you love. So all of us, all six of us, I'm the oldest of six kids, all six of us were able to find our way into our expertise and our passions and our loves for whatever. And we just thrived in those areas. So I grew up in Houston, Texas, singing with a choir that was already professional. And so we were already traveling all over the United States and the, you know, and, and Europe, <clears throat> Europe and Africa, as, as a matter of fact. And uh, it just so happened that I, it, it kind of jump jump started from my love for the choir. That's great. I love, I love, always love hearing sort of, you know, what you grew up listening to and how you got into the choir. Yeah, it's always it does fun. make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I, I agree entirely. And then uh, how do you how do you actually get the big break of, you know, getting to I guess your first album was Just As I Am in 87. But like, how do you yes. and you've rattled off so many over the years. We'd be here all day if we talked about all of them. Maybe we can hit a couple of them, <laughs> the big highlights. But like, I, just, I was curious, like, how, how do you actually, you know, get get signed for that first one? Well, it was actually with the choir. We were singing at one of our uh, spectacular anniversary concerts. And one of the uh, major producers, mega producers at that time, uh, Minister Thomas Whitfield, he came to our, um, our, our spectacular and I just so happened to sing a song that made him cry. And he's like, oh, my God, I came to Houston to listen to some talent and 
you know, I have four other people to listen to, but you just, you know, you touched my heart and I really want to talk to you tomorrow. And so my mom and my granny and I took him out to eat at one of our favorite restaurants. And, and he was really, really excited. He's like, you know, everyone has been telling me about you now, mind you, I'm just thinking, you know, hey, this girl in Houston, Texas, she's just singing in a choir, but people from New York, Chicago, California had been saying my name over the course of like three months to him consecutively. And he would tell each one of them, you're not the first person that's mentioned her name. <laughs> and so after the meeting, uh, you know, he said, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go listen to all of these other people. And if I still feel excited about you, I'll call you. Well, it wasn't uh, a week. And he's like, yep, I'm still excited about you. So what we want to do is we want to get our lawyers together and, you know, work up some paperwork. And that, hey, that started everything. Solo wise. Oh, well, and your fans are glad that it did. It started it all. And Oh, like I I'm glad it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, yeah. And like I said, yes, we, there's no time to go through all of them. You've, you've done a, a many, many albums, but, uh, I'm trying to think of maybe one of the more famous ones was probably mountain high Valley low. Right. You, I think that was like platinum and went number one. And... It's double platinum. Yes. Oh, oh, platinum, oh, well, let me, let me make that grannies. in my notes. Double platinum. <laughs> and I double think platinum, went... several Grammys. And yeah. I got a chance to work with two of my good friends that I had always wanted to work with. Um, they worked with friends of mine with Sounds of Blackness and uh, Terry Lewis with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis oh, yeah. said years before we even got a chance to work together. He's like, I'm going to work with you. We're going to work with you. Um, because Terry and I were uh, we were talking, you know, I love to eat. So I was at a restaurant in Minneapolis <laughs> and uh, he was like, we're I'm going to work with you. And then. Jimmy ran around the room. He's like, no, 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 we're going to work with her. <laughs> and it and it happened. And Sylvia Roan, who I love to this very day with all my heart, she made sure that we were able to take our time with the album and give it the care and nurture that it needed. And it came out so phenomenally. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And uh, uh, Newsbreak, you are probably the first person that will know this. Next year, we have revived the team and we will be coming out with new music from Yolanda Adams, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and a whole lot more. Really? The three of you will be on, yeah. a, on a new album together? Yes, we will. Yes. 
All right. We'll we'll plug that for our listeners. And uh, all, all, and by the way, all it's like the DC connection. All three of you are Grammys on the Hill alum, I believe. I think you've oh, all been yes, honored. Yes, we at are. We come every year uh, because it is so important, uh, especially when you have a platform like this and people, you know, they see, when they see you, they know you and appreciate, you know, your catalog. They appreciate all the things that you've contributed to your genre and to music, period. It is our responsibility to uphold the, you know, uphold the mantle for those folks who don't have that voice yet and who don't have the notoriety and the visibility yet. You know, we fight for young artists who are just coming up. We fight for uh, kids in universities that are part of our Grammy U uh, mentorship program. We fight for uh, the independent artist who doesn't have a major label who wouldn't have millions of dollars to market and things like that to make sure that, uh, you know, AI doesn't overtake, you know, our talents and, you know, our intellectual intellectual property belongs to us. That's like our kids trust funds, you know, and if someone thinks that they can take that away, I mean, that's like someone walking into your place of business and saying, Jason, I want all of the equipment that you bought and I want, uh, I want to be able to use your voice anytime that I want to. And you'll be like, no. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with music. I'm. This is an AI people... interviewing you right now. You don't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's dangerous across. I mean, that's oh. what SAG-AFTRA, that's what everyone's fighting against, you know? Yes, because, and, and, it's, and it's not the, here's the thing. We have been using AI practically all of our lives if we have a smartphone. So we're not we're not yelling about AI. AI is a part of our lives. We get that. But the manipulation yeah. of your particular individuality is now being threatened because, oh, okay, I can take what you did on a, an interview, mimic your voice, and then make recordings using that mimicry of your voice and I can sell it with no repercussions to you. And that's unfair. And it's the same thing with uh, the acting, you know, um, using the performance and then taking those uh, movements and things like that and, and then reproducing that and saying, oh, this is Brad Pitt. No, that's not Brad Pitt. Right. Because the one thing that we know about AI, AI does not have a heart. There's no soul and whoever there. Pro there's no soul there. And that's what makes the difference. Exactly. Because, I mean, I could sit here and say, what was it like, you know, getting honored by President Obama with the Lifetime Achievement Award for volunteer service? But AI would say, what was it like getting the award from President Obama? Is, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can't tell the difference. But I think we're going in a direction but where it's kind of close. And, but yes, but that's the whole point. So they can take what you and I are doing right now and sample it. And you know how computers are. If you had a smart person programming it, they could, you know, literally take the tone and texture of our voice. But what they cannot take is the excitement and the the breath that we say in, um, you know, in, in, in spirituality. The breath is different. Because it, it means something, you know, it means soul, it means life, it means vibrancy, it means all of those things. So they can't copy that so much. I was looking at 
some of the uh, stuff on YouTube. I follow uh, several people's channels. <clears throat> and they have, unfortunately, they've used AI to do a an ad with The Rock and Oprah. And it sounds like The Rock. But see, I know The Rock. I know mm -hmm. Dwayne. And that's not his voice. And I can tell because, you know, you know, the inflections. And, and again, AI doesn't breathe. So it just keeps going. So you're like, wait a minute, you're not taking a breath because normal people would take a breath between talking. Right. There's, no, so it's there's no breath. There's no light behind the eyes. There's that that warmth that makes the person that or in his case, the. We, you can't smell what he's cooking if it's not the actual person. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, that's that's the thing that we fight for when we go to Grammys on the Hill and we, you know, partner with Fran Drescher and SAG after. We really want to make sure that we are protecting people because, you know, musicians go through the ups and downs and the lulls of, you know, having a new album, being out there, doing the press and stuff like that. And then, you know, two, three years afterwards, you're in this thing. And unless you're, you know, in the in the lab cooking again, uh, you have this thing where, OK, well, where's my next gig coming from? Especially those independent artists, you know, they have to make their way. So that's what we fight for at Grammys on the Hill. Wow. Thanks for all of that. I didn't know we would, you know, take such a tangent into AI and all that off of the Grammys on the Hill stuff, but I'm glad we did. It well, is that means that you're a great interviewer, Jason. <laughs> no, I just turn it over to you and let you run with it. <laughs> but no. I jump in every now and then and quote The Rock, and that's all I do. But um <laughs> before we go, um I, I do want to, you know, just ask about maybe some more like the more recent these honor. I mean, I was joking about getting honored by o Obama, but I'm, I did want to hear how, how what that was like. I guess that was in 2016 and also Gospel Music Hall of Fame, like around 2016, 2017, you're starting to get these like life achievement awards. And of course, you have a long life ahead of you and a lot of more albums to come, including the one we're plugging for next year. But um, I don't know. Yeah. What's it like to be at this point where you have such a body of work that these, you know, that that you're that you're getting these national awards from historic figures like a President Obama or a Gospel Hall of Fame? Like it, it's got to be a bit, a bit surreal, but also, I don't know. There's got to be a pride with it. Oh, my gosh. It, it's so it's so fulfilling, you know, because you you do what you love to do. You never think, oh, I'm doing this so I can get rewarded. I'm doing this so I can, you know, be seen. No, what you what we do music and and I can guarantee you that 99.9% .9 of creators, whether they're musicians, um singers, actors, actresses, we love the craft. We love our genre. We believe what we're doing is helping the world. So that's the biggest thing for us. And then to be awarded and given accolades that you never thought, oh, my gosh, what? Are you serious? Oh, OK. Uh, wow. Thank you, President Obama. You know, because I, I grew up in a household where giving was a part of our DNA. We are you know, we're natural givers. You know, we give not just during the holidays or during special occasions, but we give on a monthly, daily basis to our favorite charities, to our uh, favorite churches, to our favorite organizations that need us. And so to get that Lifetime Achievement Award from 
uh, President Obama for community service was like, wow, this is, you know, because I'm known for my music. I'm known for, you know, television and, and, and film and stuff like that as and well. And Broadway and SpongeBob, but, Tony nominee. Yes, I, I, I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> oh, my God, I just got a cough. Listeners, do you hear what we hear? That's a cough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that something? Do you hear what we hear? No. Um, and so to be known for that, oh, my God, it was just like, oh, thank you, President Obama, because people, you know, people just look at you and it's like, oh, she's on stage. She's doing that. But they don't see the back, the uh, you know, the background. As a matter of fact, I was a part of Barbara Bush's reading campaign here in Houston, Texas, in combination with uh, Rice University and a whole bunch of the um, uh, uh, education districts, you know, the school districts here. Oh, nice. So it's been a part of my life, you know, no matter who's in office, you know. So um, that that was really special to me. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. And like you just said, the SpongeBob thing. Oh, my gosh. We <laughs> we we were so proud of our contribution to the SpongeBob uh, Broadway musical. And we still to this day get goosebumps and giddy and laugh and, you know, just talk about how how that was, how that call came about. And they were like, no, 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 we need you. We need your expertise. We need, we need your writing skills. You know, we know you're, you know, a writer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, y'all know me as a writer. That's so cool. It's like, yeah, ma'am, you want a Grammy for writing, cut it out. So, <laughs> so, so uh, yes, I'm like, okay. And to see it come to, Wow. Come to from, you know, on the page to the rehearsals, to the stage, to opening night. Oh, it was just, oh, I'm doing that again. I'm going to do that again. I don't know uh, which one, but we're going to be writing and uh, doing something again for Broadway. So there's no news to just you broke some news about the upcoming album, but there's no news to break yet no. about the next Broadway production. No, I need everybody who believes in manifestation to uh, send their good vibes to me because that's got to happen. And, you know, I just figure if I put it out there, it's coming back to me. What about like, I agree, I believe in manifestation. My wife and I use that word all the time. But how about a Yolanda Adams Broadway, you know, based on your life story? You know what I mean? That could be kind of cool. We did, They did one on, what was it? CC Winans, I think, and BB Winans. It could happen. BB, yeah, BB, BB, or, or like NCC, a Carol, yes, you know, Carol I, King musical. I, beautiful. What was that? Was what it's called? Yeah, beautiful. The Carol King musical. Like I think there could be a Yolanda Adams story. I think we're gonna think about that. Uh, I hope Miss Willette, uh, who is our um, our Broadway expert, uh, I, I think we once I get unbusy enough, you know, I just need like two weeks to start writing to see what would be interesting. And then I have to get my siblings together because, you know, you live your life doing what you love to do. And you think, oh, my life is just, it's great. But, you know, no one wants to hear about my life. And then I, you know, at Thanksgiving, my siblings were like, girl, listen, you in that room in the back with all of those papers scrolled all over the room. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be really funny in a movie. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute now. 
Yeah, okay, they could show so you. They could show you at the Super Bowl. There? They they could show you doing America the Beautiful yes. at the Super Bowl. They could. There's so many highlights they could do in the in the show. You know what? Thank you, Jason. Thank you for putting that uh, that little spark in my eye because it's like yes. I guess we should. Okay, Jason, you Take put it. it out there. I'm agreeing. It's happening. Take it and run, run with it. You're right. There you go. And so yes. while, while you're here at yes, the Kennedy, while you're here at the Kennedy Center for this concert, just have that percolating a little bit. Like I, I okay, I think <laughs> I, start writing that script in your head. Awesome. Yes, yes. But while we wait for that, everyone listening has to come to the actual show at the Kennedy Center. It's Do You Hear What I Hear? It's going to be Tuesday, December 5th at the Kennedy Center. Yolanda Adams, and like you said, 100 voice, 102 voices, the instrumentalist dancer. <laughs> Gonna be, it's gonna be amazing, and and I think they they will have just done the Kennedy Center honors like two days before, so you'll still have you know Billy yes. Crystal and Queen Latifah and all that magic still in the air. That'll be cool. I know, I, and I love them. Oh, I love both of them. It's Are you doing anything fantastic. for the honors, by the way? No, I'm not because okay. I am uh, presently on a, um, a a Christmas tour outside of what we're doing uh, for the Kennedy Center. Gotcha. So I had to make sure that, you know, my voice and all of that stuff, because if I would go to the honors, um, I'd probably be yelling and screaming and singing and all of that. You know, I I'm like Celine. We have to uh, get our voice rest and all that good stuff. That makes sense. I wasn't sure because the honors is Sunday and this concert's Tuesday. I didn't know if yes. you came down early making a surprise at the, the honors. No. Oh, oh, no, no. God knows what he's doing. So, no, I would not. I'm not there. <laughs> God does know what he's doing. And thank you so much for, for repping God and all your songs. And uh, everyone come out Tuesday, December 5th at the Kennedy Center. Do you hear what I hear? Hey, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. No problem. It's so good talking to you again, Jason. Have a great one. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you as well. Happy holidays. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. Bye.